heard about how many days off now? Two, three days off? Two. I thought that you were going to be out of my mind when you came round today. That's what I was hoping. <laughs> yeah, I don't. No, I've been busy. Still I've been doing. to do a cod past. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I want some ninnies. <laughs> I really thought he's going to have a day of absolute carnage boozing. Nope, 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 nope. Good as gold. Yeah, I've been good. I've been cleaning oven today. We got a man in to do that. Did you? Yeah, last two shorts of clean ovens. Not, Not for me. someone who's cleaning it, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. The guy whose job it is. For a living, yeah. You know, you're going to piss all those oven engineers off and then oven cleaners. It does look sparkling when they've done it. Did yours? <sighs> no. Just clean. Just looks like there's not fucking bits everywhere. <laughs> like half a chip. Yeah, yeah. That's gone that's fossilised. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's Everybody has an oven that's like that. I, I thought it was new when we... Because like, Hannah did like got a man in and he, yeah. he like did whatever he did, like dips it in acid. Don't, but don't they take and it all off and boil it or something? It's something weird. Yeah. Like. They take it to the van and then they like uh, boil yeah. it in a van or something, eh? like a van of acid. Yeah, just drop it into Probably this thing. Dennis Nilsson in the soda. bank or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And but um, we just took an arm in this one. Yeah, got it. It looked amazing. It looked new. I did. I'd never seen it like that before because it was there when we moved into the house. Yeah, yeah. And then you know you just. Fucking yeah, it's a bit grubby. Let's get it cleaned, and it was sparkling. <laughs> Suddenly sparkling. Yeah, like Daz had been all over it or something. Oh dear me! <laughs> but it beat the Barry Scott. Can't do it like that. There's Brand no way. Bang and a dirty. Hi, I'm Barry Scott. <laughs> Clip bang. <laughs> Silly <it> bang. <laughs> Any shout outs, Rob? Everyone in the world. That's, that's unusual. Yeah. If we find like if if human beings find life on another planet and it's confirmed, will you? Increase the radius of your shout-outs. Yeah, yeah. To incorporate to. other star systems. The thing is, what you what you actually think is I'm saying everyone in the world, but there's someone called everyone in the world. I'm just giving him a shout-out. It's like week. a rapper. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. There's some rapper somewhere, like like in Vietnam or something. Sorry <laughs> <laughs> to say hello to Chris, Daniel, Cameron, Jack, Lucy, Rachel, Louise, Amy, and happy birthday to Ben. And uh, well done. No mates. Not no mates. No. Not no mate, it's different Ben. Ben I've never met. Okay. Uh, I haven't met the other Ben either. No, I was just say. Unless you've, you know, psychologically met him through a different dimension. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. Never know where you're going. Through his rock band. No, uh, yeah, well done. He was in a, he does, he trains jiu-jitsu and he um, was in a competition at the weekend. And, and uh, come last. No, you don't come last. He's come no. second. No he's, no, he's good. I don't know. I, yeah, he's got medals. You Se- know what I mean? Second so. in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> so fair play mate fair play um, and well uh, done well done shout out to your workmates uh, Audrey Christopher and Wilbur and that is a solid group Wilbur, of Wilbur Audrey and Christopher brilliant awesome proper <laughs> names oh and Susie she mentioned that we should do a episode on Freddie Mercury Why which I've been thinking about as well with all this Bohemian Rhapsody nonsense going about I thought maybe we could do one on AIDS and like incorporate him into yeah. that in like a section only induced a death sentence he died from AIDS oh dear that's brilliant that in Team America <laughs> yeah yeah the um the musical part yeah yeah <laughs> it's legendary your mother AIDS my father AIDS my brother and my sister died from AIDS 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 or something <laughs> like <laughs> everyone has AIDS <laughs> AIDS, 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 AIDS. Freaking brilliant. Oh, brill. I don't think I've got much more to report. Um, uh, I, mean, I don't think I've got any more shout-outs. Has, uh, has there been any crazy events in the world? 
California's on fire. That's true. But that's it's usually on fire every year, though, isn't it? California. Yeah, but this is proper, mate. There was, I heard on the uh, in the van when I was coming, when I was driving home. I think there's, there's something like there's 400 people unaccounted for, which is terrifying. Have you seen the houses? No, no, I haven't watched any of it, so. You don't watch that sort of stuff, do you? No, I don't, don't watch telly you. or any. I, I listen to don't the radio. Watch TV. I'm like an old person, really, because <laughs> I don't really watch telly, right? But I listen to the radio. I mean, today when I was cleaning this oven, I was like, my my you own. Radio 4 on. <laughs> radio 2, oh, yeah, yeah. Shipping yeah. for cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I've got one, one thing that I need. Because um, I was having a negotiation with my uh, missus about it, and I was saying, to do this deal, I've got to have the radio on, okay? Because oh, yeah. she doesn't like the radio sometimes. What? So. I, I, she I, does like the radio, but what I mean is, whenever I put it on, she doesn't want it on. So it means I can't listen. Is to it because it when you're I listening to, to boring shit? Probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. I can't work in silence. No, but it's, it's you know it's done. I'm happy. Who does that? I see some people, and they they're quite happy at work. With no, like Hannah does it, she, when she works from home, she's got, can do whatever she likes, well, like, she's got to do it at work, obviously, but she can put music on, and you pop in, you go and see her, she's in her office, silence, she's just there again. What, what, are you alright? Yeah, fine, why? Why haven't you got any music on? Oh, just didn't think to. Blaring, podcasts, blaring. I yeah. can't be in quiet, I can't no. be in quiet. I can't be quiet. I was <laughs> <laughs> just going to go quiet then for like 10 minutes. I was going to go silent. Yeah, I was tempted to do that. Just go, I can't be quiet. <laughs> just go quiet. Um, no, but I don't watch telly because I can't do stuff while I'm watching telly because I tend to be always doing something. Um, radio, I can do stuff while listening to it. So. Yeah, multitask. Yeah, you know, telly, you have to watch it, don't you? Do you know what I mean? Just sometimes to, to see what's going on. Just yeah. say there's a car crash and a car chase or something. You know, all you can hear is screeching. Of, if you're just running around doing shit, all you can hear is screeching of tyres. You don't know what's happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just know there's some sort of fucking rally going on. You don't know if he's hit anyone or, you know, just blowing up into flames or whatever. So, uh, I suppose you could do it on the radio and it'd still be the same. But that's, that's why I like listening to, to podcasts because it's ent- it's like... Entertaining and informative, depending on which ones you listen to. Yeah. Maybe not necessarily with this one, but you can do shit, man. Yeah, yeah, but that's it. You, you just occupy crack yourself stuff. in different ways. Yeah, I just do. Can you have know. a wank. Yeah, yeah. You can do anything. You can. I, I put listen to the radio or, or podcasts in the shower. Yeah, me. You know what I mean? And like when I'm in the garden or whatever, I'd put it on because you need something going, man. You put telly, I can't watch. I fall asleep. I think I've got some weird reaction with telly. Like, I think any time I ever watch telly is usually about, usually like very late on the evening, if I do. And I think my brain just goes, that means bed. Yeah. So as soon as I put it on, I just, I'm out cold then. I'm terrible at finding things that I want to watch because mm. it, it has to engage me. There's like, I remember there's like some sort of research saying that the attention span of people is dropping because like snippet videos you get on YouTube or whatever you see come up on your Facebook feed. All the action tends to happen in sort of 15 seconds or 30 seconds, and it gets you, you know, like a geezer's riding his bike and then he'll crash into an elephant or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The elephant will pop. And like, and it all happens really fast. You're geared up to that. And then when it comes to, like, watching a film, I put it, I put it on, and it, in the first minute, if it's not, I'm like, fuck it off. If yeah. it's not interesting me. I suppose that's I why... No patience anymore. I suppose that's why everyone, you know, people who watch a movie and it looks good on a trailer or something, they, um, they go, oh, the trailer looks amazing, and then they're watching it, oh, shit. It's because yeah. they, they can't put the boring shit in, can they, at the beginning? Because yeah. what's going to happen is they're clearly just not going to watch it. What's your favourite film? My favourite film? I don't know. Um, I don't really watch films. <laughs> I don't watch, watch TV. TV so. 
Um, it's a hard question. I might have to come back to that. Uh, come back to it. Um, psh. yeah, I think that's it, isn't it? Um, robots rise. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that stuff. Yeah, at gmail dot com or something like that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and just type us in on Google, and we'll get all our social stuff. If you want to leave us a message or. I don't know. Give us some money or some abuse. <laughs> <laughs> just, just do it. Or some beer. We still yet to receive any beer. Mm, the time will come. Yeah. One day. One day we'll, we'll wake up and there'll be crates of beer everywhere. Might happen. Never know. Never know. Right. Rock it on roll. Do it. <laughs> so this one, the Piper Alpha disaster. The Piper Alpha disaster. Yeah, we'll read. Do you know anything about that? Probably don't. Um, no, but I do know when oil rigs go, it's a big shit bomb. Not fucking <laughs> half, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A shit bomb is not the word. Yeah. It's not the power that can be released on these things when they when they uh, when they go south. Is it's shocking, mate. Awful, awful. So this happened on the evening of the 6th of July, 1988, and it resulted in the complete loss of the rig, the Piper Alpha. It collapsed and sank to the bottom of the North Sea, 120 miles uh, off the coast of Aberdeen. And the company who owned it, Occidental <coughs> Petroleum, lost around 2 billion quid. In Doesn't the surprise me. But that's 1988, though. Fuck. So it's, fuck, you know what I mean? It's a lot of money. It's a yeah. colossal fuck up <laughs> yeah yeah i've no seen shit. bits about it before but once i started researching it i was like what in just under two hours 167 of its 226 crew members were killed fuck so your survival odds are not pretty good 61 survived I'm not pretty good they're not pretty good mate. <laughs> 30 bodies were never recovered right it's amazing that's that was the only um, the, yeah. you know, on an oil rig as well yeah you know what i mean middle of the ocean yeah on fire yeah you think a lot of them would just disappear burn up or be drifted away by the sea or whatever yeah because well, I, I imagine a lot of them probably end up having to jump in or try to the, well basically everybody into an oil fire basically mm. mate it's, so, it's horrific yeah what happened so the Piper Alpha let's have a, a little look at what it actually was in sort of terms of size it was 30,000 tonnes in weight <clears> it was two and a half times the size of the Statue of Liberty okay uh, it's one of the big it was at the time not anymore it was one of the biggest rigs in the world yeah because they're huge. The thing is, when you look at them, it's quite misleading because you only sort of see the top portion, the bit above the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't see everything that goes underneath down. and down underneath. Yeah, yeah. And there is like they're as big as they need to be to hit the hit the seabed. And mm. they're this one was anchored into the uh, to the ocean floor with like huge steel supports down to 120 meters into solid rock. How the hell they did that? I thought you were going to say blue tack. <laughs> blue <laughs> no, tack. No one it disappeared. <laughs> There's a documentary called Fire in the Night. Mm-hmm. And um, you got if you're interested in this, but you know, it's remotely interesting <laughs> to you, you, watch that documentary. Cool, it's shocking. Fire in the night. Fire in the night. Yeah, it's um, like 
you can't do it justice just talking about it. You've got to see the the actual video footage and, and pictures that came came from the night. It's, it's fucking mad, mate. Crazy mm. engineering involved in building this thing. Massive, ugly. It's like a small city on stilts. Mm. And, and because the North Sea's got such, I mean, it's renowned for having horrendous weather. Massive, massive meter, like huge 30 meter waves, powerful storms. It's lowest deck. Yeah. The deck closest to the water was over 100 foot high just to protect it from any incoming madness from the water. Right. Uh, and they call it the Widowmaker. Not the rig, but the, the North Sea. Because like, geezers going out in fishing boats. And disappearing. And then, yeah. The Widowmaker. I know, but I didn't hear that. It was built in sections because it's so enormous. It fl- they floated it in on its side to o- over the um, over its position, and then righted it like filling ballast tanks, or whatever, and then anchored it into the into the bottom of the um, into the ocean. <laughs> nice burp. Mm-hmm. Now, amongst other sections, it contained four modules. We'll just I mean it's a huge rig. Yeah, yeah, it's massive. But we'll just talk about these four modules. Uh, module A was called Wellhead. Mm-hmm. Module B was called Separation. Module C was called gas compression, and Module D was the power plant area. Okay. Now, all the modules were separated by firewalls for, for obvious <laughs> reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Were, they, were they very thin firewalls, though, by the, by the end they of the day? They weren't fit for purpose, as we'll get into. Well, if it exploded or something like that, then I'm um, guessing a firewall doesn't stop explosions. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They found out in the investigation that they can the, the, the insulation could take mad heat but it couldn't take rapid expansion yeah. of like gases in, so it in just it, fucking it blew, blew everything out. Yeah, fragile. Oh, like, like having plasterboard that can like withstand the heat of the sun, but you could put it through with a hammer. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So in in this like the modules, if in essence, if I'm correct, the oil from the bottom of the ocean is pumped up into module A, which is called. I mean, I'm going to go through this because it's important how yeah, it yeah. goes. It's pumped up into module A called wellhead, obviously yeah. the wells. Then it's put into module B, which is called separation, the separation module, and any gas that is separated from the oil is then pumped into module C, which is the gas compression. This is where two pumps condense the gas into like into a liquid, propane, like LPG, yep. at mad high pressure. And that's where the disaster started in that room. Now, for safety reasons, the personnel quarters where the, the lads stayed when they were on the rig were positioned as far away from possible from the production modules. Yeah. Because that's just, you know, pretty fuck. You want to keep yeah, people yeah, away. Yeah, 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 of course you do. But as far away on an oil rig, it's not very far. That's the thing. It's like, how far can you be? Yeah. A football pitch away, maybe. If that. Yeah. Not even that. You yeah. know what I mean? You're not miles away. Um, so, like, this, for this, like, rig was modified to produce gas in the 1980s. Okay. Initially, it wasn't producing gas but because there was so much coming up they were like we're missing the trick here yeah we can get so much shit here yeah so there's so much it's economically viable to retrofit a module stick another one on and we'll start utilizing it out yeah yeah and and because of that the safety distance between the accommodation block was sort of ignored kind of like fuck it just it'll be right right, yeah but just stick that on don't tell anyone yeah yeah so it wasn't it wasn't intended to accommodate an additional gas module but because the oil price had dropped from $30 $30 a barrel down to eight. Right. They were like, well, we might as well make it. You know what I mean? So it's a financial choice. Yeah, yeah. And because of that drop in oil, they didn't want to, s- it seems like they didn't want to spend the money prepping it properly and like building an auxiliary module on the end. Right. So this meant the only place they could put the gas compression module, which sounds really safe. So they got like a, they got like a, 
um, Mick Paddy's uh, engineering into a sticker module on the side. Well, no, they, they shoved it in the middle of the rig, yeah, underneath the control room. All oh, right, great. Because they used to just burn the gas off. Mm. You've seen like the big chimneys. Yeah, yeah, you see, yeah, just burnt, yeah. So they, they they used to do that, but instead of they they, they realised they can yeah, like you say, they can get more money. Yeah. So the the gas compression module was put underneath the control room. And this was what really fucked mm. them when it went south. The Piper oil field, a little bit about that, where the rig was positioned, it was only discovered in January 1973. And by December 1976, less than four years after they found the, the field, the Piper Alpha had been constructed, put in place, and production of oil had started. That's rapid. Yeah. Considering when you see how big this thing is, but you've got to get that. you got to get that black gold, man. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah but that's, you know, that's what it's about. Yeah, money, simple as that. Uh, the oil field covered an area of 30 square kilometres, so it's a big, it's a big motherfucker, fucker, yeah. yeah. As far as I could tell, they reckon there was approximately a billion barrels of oil down there, and not to mention the billions and billions of cubic feet of of gas, natural gas. Okay. So the rig was connected to this oil field via 24 wells directly beneath it that went up into that wellhead module. So if an accident gets out of control on one of these rigs... It's a fucking bomb. Yeah, it's, it's not like something you go, oh shit, can you just put a nail on that, in that? You know, that will take, you know, you don't have to do it today, it'll be done in a few days. As soon as it goes, it's like, that that nail falls out the wall and the wall falls down. Yeah, if you have and a you spark. Go, shit, and then the rest of the wall starts to fall and you go, oh fuck, and then you die. I wonder if that's <laughs> a smoking area. <laughs> that up, they probably must have. Yeah. Probably in module two. <laughs> there with the oil. <laughs> but there was, um, you can see why they get paid a lot of money when you consider how, like, Dangerous yeah, these yeah. fucking places are. Is it six months a year they're on and six months they're off or something like that? Yeah, they did two week stints. Yeah. And then they worked 12 hour shifts. There was actually three rigs on the Piper oil field. You had the Piper Alpha, mm-hmm. then you had the Claymore, <laughs> which is a great name for an explosive rig, and the Tartan rig. Now, these two other platforms pumped oil and gas directly into the Piper Alpha, okay. which acted like a sort of, kind of like central Admission. hub. Admission. Admission. Well, <laughs> <yeah>. The <laughs> rocket <laughs> <booster>. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they pumped it to, to the Alpha, and then yeah. what it would do is it would then, um, it would then pump it f- to the, uh, out to the mainland from mm-hmm. these massive 30-inch pipes that were 120 miles long under the... Oh, it's amazing. There's so much shit in there that they can get up. Yeah. It's, you just take it you for granted. Yeah, you do. It's one of those, you don't know how big it is in... No, you can't even see it when you're there. You have to only the only way I suppose they could see it is on the three D or two D schematic thing or whatever it is. Yeah, but drawings. Other, but for me and you looking at that, we'd go out. Not you know, we'd look and go, okay, it's pretty big. It's pretty but big, it's people who who are in, in the know will go, it's fucking massive, mate. If you could stand on it, you'd look like an ant in yeah. like on the moon or something. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And if you drain the ocean, there'd just be like a network of pipes that just go over the horizon. Yeah. Just go and go and go. It's amazing. Yeah. But it was also connected, other other than the Tartan and the Claymore pa- platforms, it was connected to a gas compression platform called the MCP-01, which kind of like makes it double dangerous. Yeah. So shitloads of volatile, unforgiving substances at mad high pressures. And at its peak, it was, I think it was one of the most productive platforms in the world, 300,000 barrels of oil a day, <laughs> which is pretty fucking insane, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Casho. You can see why oil dudes run the world. If you're in charge of an oil company and then you're producing, you you know, you can spend two billion on a rig and produce 300,000 barrels of oil a day. You're like 300,000 a day. A day? Fuck. It's nuts, isn't it? Fucking hell. And there's a geezer sitting in an office counting his dough as all this comes in. He's laughing. Yeah. 
already was until one point and he went, um, yeah, yeah, maybe I should stop my laughing and put all that money, that br- that green paper in a bag and do one. Well, when this went bad, Occidental Petroleum sold all their holdings in the North Sea oil field and fucked off to the Middle East. They were like, nah, see ya. Yeah, not having that. So yeah, yeah. bad man. So it ran 24-7, as you'd expect. Mm-hmm. It, it never stopped producing oil. And because, I mean, I couldn't find out how much that was a year, 300,000 barrels a day, but it's fucking lots, isn't it? Yeah. Think how big this oil like field that they found is under the, you know what I mean? 30 square kilometres, but I don't know what its depth but was. But it's how much it's taken out, you know, per day, and it's going on for years and years and years. Yeah. It's fucking nuts, isn't it? Yeah, it's mad. It's crazy, and that's with just one oil field. <laughs> that's the one that they know of. Yeah. No doubt there's more. Yeah, of course there is. There's going to be, going to be a monster out there and no one's found yet. Yeah, like, man. right in the middle of the uh, fucking Atlantic or something, isn't it? And just fucking Seven monster. miles of water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you going to anchor that to the bottom? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a bit, bit tricky, that one. So it was a hard place to live, uh, like, physically and mentally. Because you know how fucking dangerous it is? Mm. You can't exactly, like, relax. No. That's what the lad said. You can relax, but you can't relax. Because no, if something goes tits up, you've got to be instantly there or instantly fucked off. <laughs> basically. Yeah. yeah. There's nowhere to run, though. No. You know you what I mean? You just got to, it's like, yes. You can't even run to the trees, as they say. Run to the trees. Run to the oil. Run to the, 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 the ocean. I don't know. <laughs> Drown. The lads working on it said it was like people weren't meant to be there because it was so remote and unforgiving. And humour, obviously, quite important. Mm. Keeps you going, doesn't it? Uh, there was a support vessel next to it, but the the Claymore and the Tartan rigs they were separated by about twenty miles or something, so you couldn't see them, but they were close by. But there was a support vessel, mm-hmm. a, a large semi-submersible firefighting and also a rescue and accommodation boat called the Tharos, and that was next to corner in that the Tharos, the Tharos, yeah, and that was lurked about next to the um, sounds like an Egyptian lord. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? It's wicked. I don't Tharos. know what it means. I should have looked into Pharaoh, it. Pharaoh, not a lord. <laughs> Lord Pharaoh. Lord Pharaoh. Lord Pharaoh Pharos. Pharos the third. <laughs> yeah, that sounds better, doesn't it? <laughs> it had massive water cannons on board this thing. Um, because they were dealing with gas and oil under huge pressures. They knew that the water cannons wouldn't put fire out, did like oil fires, mm. but it would stop the rig from melting. So just cool it down, basically. Just still yeah. on fire. Yeah. You're just gonna. You're just not gonna melt. Yeah, but these things are enormous. Yeah. You look at them; they're all made of. They're made of solid steel, and you're gonna. You, the energy that's contained within it will melt it, and that boat's there just to stop it from fucking melting if it goes tits <laughs> up. <laughs> it's fucking mad, isn't it? The Tharos had a hospital on board as well, which yeah. could treat ninety people. Had operating theatres, burns units. I mean, that says it all, doesn't it? Yeah. They know what if it goes wrong. They're, they're ready for it. Yeah, kind of. And they also had a walkway that could be deployed from the Tharos onto the Piper Alpha and let the lads walk across when they needed to. But mm. it, it wasn't deployed when the disaster hit because it was just, I mean, that was a shit bomb. Because like, that out of the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like there is no, there's no fucking bridge. It's been burnt down. There's n- you're you're yeah. not getting close to No platform, one. yeah. And they carried out, the crews all carried out weekly evacuation drills. Like So you knew how to get off. But the drills that they did weren't, they didn't prepare them for the what, type what of shit that went down, yeah. The, I mean, they couldn't teach you how to get out of this. You were on your own, like proper. Yeah, yeah. You've got to figure this out, son. You know what I mean? Very rapidly. Yeah. Every single crew member that worked on it was also trained firefighters. So they know the type of shit they're dealing with, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It had lifeboats, obviously, um, when they're in the open ocean. But we'll get to the lifeboat issue in a bit. 
It's a very hard place to were live. Were they full of gas? <laughs> they were after a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's helicopter access only. 120. You can't land a fucking plane on it. No. A lot of the lads said that if they thought there was going to be... Because they said the platform was fairly safe. Mm. I mean, I suppose it was until it goes wrong. Mm. They actually said that if an accident was going to happen, it was going to be on the helicopter trip, either in, inbound or outbound. Because mm-hmm. you can't really glide a helicopter, can you? It's just going to fall like a stone. And no one's coming to rescue in the North Sea. If they're not there quick because it's so bad, you're a, f- you're a Phil Bonner. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So the uh, so dude said, like, they'd see new employees arrive, get off the helicopter, get on the deck, have a look round and go, nah, bruv, take me home. Not for me. Seriously? Yeah. They're allowed to do that as well, I suppose. Well, you can't stop them. Because no. when you're on it, you're on it. Yeah. They've looked round and gone, fuck this. I think the helicopter came out every two weeks. It had good amenities, like a good restaurant, or something, yeah, yeah. restaurant, like cafe food was great. The, the lad said it was a decent place to live. Yeah. It was all right, man. I mean, it's got to be, in it? And if you're living there, it's just mostly blokes, I'm guessing. I'm, yeah. I'm guessing there are obviously ladies there, but mostly blokes, I, I imagine. I think it was all men. Was it? Yeah, I think it was all men. Mm-hmm. Imagine what the fucking toilets were like, fucking dirty-ass blokes out there. Yeah, yeah. Stinky. F- Who's had curry again? <laughs> yeah. Plaster in the back. You'd have to look at Gary, have place. you had curry again? <laughs> well, it's, you know what building sites are like. Yeah, yeah. yeah awful. Yeah, they are fucking shit, aren't they? I'm guessing that these fellas would have been much more respectful of their accommodation because they they're living there. Yeah, they yeah. Fucking living there, man. You know what I mean? Probably not. Well, nah. <laughs> shitting around a rub it on the wall. Yeah, only here two weeks. Happens. Fuck it. I'm off. So let's go into what happened. Well, because the rig was running 24/7, it never stopped. There were a lot of backup systems in case specific parts um, failed. Yeah. So that way, oil production could continue, and maintenance teams worked around the clock. It's like when you like mowing a massive fucking lawn. By the time you finished it, the grass at the beginning yeah, it's, it's, has started again. Yeah, it's, it's tall enough. To, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. And that day, which was the as we said before, the sixth of July, eighty-eight. Teams are working on a gas condensate pump. There's no need to get technical because yeah, I can't. I don't really know a lot about it or anything really. But what it used to do is it, it would it would pump liquid gas and propane to the coast, which is like 120 mile away. Mm. So it's powerful stuff. Big old powerful pumps. Now there were two pumps, as we say, one that ran, and another that was a backup in case the other one failed. Mm. Now the maintenance teams had work permits that informed everybody in the control room what shit was being worked on. Yeah, because you can't just do stuff. Yeah, you can't just walk into an area and go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Or everybody has to be f- well clued up with yeah, what's yeah. going on because it's a little bit dangerous on an oil rig. So mm-hmm. via these permits, the control fellas are supposed to know where work was happening, what condition the jobs are in, you know what I mean, and what else needs to happen. Uh, so the maintenance teams did some work on the standby pump initially, the one that wasn't running. Yeah. Uh, couldn't finish that job. So what they did is they just put it back in. It was preventative maintenance. It wasn't like it was broke. It's that whilst, that, whilst it's offline, do whatever you yeah, need yeah, to just, do, yeah. fucking change your oil or whatever. Soup it up. Yeah, yeah. So they uh, tried to do it, couldn't finish it, and said, fuck it, we'll just put it back in line, put the pump back on, so it it can be run, but we'll leave it off and we'll sign our permits. Do not run the fucking pump. Oh, dear. So that's what they did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Paperwork was informed, and everybody you know, knew it had been reinstalled. All's cool. Everyone signed it off. Happy as Larry. Yeah. This is okay. They also took out a safety release valve off the spare pump, like a gas release valve. Um, and that job also was... They were doing some testing on it, like something to do with pressures or something. And that also wasn't completed and was going to be done the next day. But they didn't reinstall that valve. They left it out. I was going to say, did they, did they weld it together? <laughs> no. Well, they left it out. And there's no problem, right? 
because they've got a permit. They've yeah, said this is it's what this is what we're doing. Yeah, this um, is what we're doing. It's been signed off by the top you know top I mean? brass or whatever. Everybody knew that that spare pump was not to be run. Mm-hmm. Um, now the the, um, the what the valve did is it would just vent high pressure gas off the rig in case yeah, yeah. like a high pressure like situation an explosion might happen. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and because where the because they didn't reinstall this valve, where it was was like a big open ass pipe. You could put your hand in it. Mm. So what they they bolted on a a massive circular piece of metal, like it's called a blank flange, and they and it was bolted into place with like 15 big-ass thick fucking bolts the size yeah, yeah. of your thumb. But I don't know why, for some reason, they only hand-tighten these bolts on. Oh, great. That's, so, a, that's a really good idea. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's um, And that's where the fuck-up started. Now, the paperwork was obviously filled in, and it was correct. Don't use it. But they were on the day shift, these lads. When they knocked off, what they did is, instead of like, they got, apparently they got quite relaxed about like paperwork. This is what they found out in the inquest. Instead of giving it to the control guy and getting him to sign it off, they just like put it on Bob's desk. Ah, I'll see that. Yeah, we'll sort it out. Yeah. Are you fucking sure he's seen it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Is he even in yet? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's fucking crazy. At the same time that happened, uh, the oil rigs automatic firefighting water pumps and sprinklers were offline. So it was completely vulnerable to any fire. The reason why they're offline is divers were in the water working under the rig and these pumps pump the water out but massive yeah. quantities so you get sucked up into it yeah and it happened man did it one guy got sucked into one it didn't die on that one or yeah I think it was on the on the Piper Alpha they built massive cages around it and they reckon if you're within like two metres three metres you're going to get dragged in it's going to drag you in so they, they shut this system off so um, it didn't have a water system either no, no like fire suppression system and it started going wrong about 10 o'clock at night now pump A the only pump that was running tripped out. I'd call it pump A. It could have been pump B or pump one yeah, or whatever. Yeah. The, the pump A is the one which was meant to be on. Yeah. The pump. The only pump they had tripped out. Right. Apparently, it did it quite a lot. Pumps do that quite a lot. Apparently. Mm. So they were just trying to restart, restart. It, press go, 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 and it yeah. wouldn't. It wouldn't start. The classic off on trick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just like the fonts, just yeah. hit it. Yeah. And see what happens. Hey. Throw a coin at it from <laughs> a distance. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't running. Yeah. So they checked the paperwork because they knew that the lads had been working on the other pump, and it said that that pump, the spare, had been reinstalled and switched on, which it had. Okay. Problem is, they didn't, or they didn't see, or weren't given the paperwork regarding the safety valve. Because if they had, it would have said, "Do not use this under any circumstances." Yeah. There is no safety valve. There's just a piece of fucking metal over the end of the pipe. Shit's gonna go wrong. So what they did is they switched that secondary pump on, yeah, and gas started like properly screaming out through because the bolts are only tightened on by hand. It, mm. People heard like a high pitch, <laughs> like immediately <laughs> as it came out. They were like, "What the fuck's that?" Seventy-five bar of pressure, <coughs> and your car tires two bar, yeah, of gas started. Sc- gas alarms in the compression room were activated immediately. The lads in the control room were trying to silence them. And then hit the tannoy to let everybody know that there was an issue. And then it f- fucking blew immediately. Yeah, it, was, it had no time, really. What? It had like a few seconds, maybe, before it would just Kapowie! Yeah. From the, the screaming noise to Kapowie. 75 bar of pressure through a big-ass pipe of gas is right. a lot of gas. I'm telling you, the other day I thought I dropped one which was over 75 bar. <laughs> I thought I was, I thought um, all my insides come out of me. It was that powerful. <laughs> <laughs> me, fade, light and match. No, yeah. don't! It wasn't a follow through. It was like my whole body <laughs> nearly followed through. It like a gut. You yeah, you just I nearly just went inside out from my own asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's how powerful it was. <laughs> oh, 
high pressure turd. <laughs> dangerous, mate. Yeah, dangerous. Was it quick or was it slow? It was it, over fast. It was stupidly fast. It was like like, like that, but it, it was powerful. You know when it hurts. Because <laughs> you just know all of a sudden it was so powerful. Nearly, nearly skinned me alive. Basically, it was that powerful. I bet some of the lads on this rig did that. Yeah, in two, right? Yeah. <laughs> so these, po- yeah, it blew up immediately. Yeah. Now the pumps, like we said before, they were underneath the control room because that's a, they like just bodged it in where they could. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the and it blew the the control room to pieces. Walls came inwards and crushed the lads that were working in there. One lad got blown twenty foot across the room, and because the rig's control systems were destroyed, the no tannoy messages went out. No instructions were given. Shit was whack, man. Yeah. And this, I'd like to say... It's basically, ev- someone might have been having a sandwich at the other end of it and gone, the fuck was that noise? Oh, yeah. well, carry on. Well, the alarms rang for about two minutes right. before it got blown to pieces. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you'd sort of sit there going, okay, what's the alarms going off for? Two minutes is not... I mean, a lot of lads were in accommodation blocks at this time because it, it was the evening. So they're probably having dinner, watching TV. What's that alarm? And then it goes off. Eh, it must be all right. But it fucking wasn't. I'll tell you what, if I was on the wall rig and the alarm went off... I'd, I would not be going, oh, maybe yeah. it'd be all right. Maybe it's just a, a false alarm. I would not be doing that. I'd <laughs> yeah. be, I'd be <laughs> diving in. I'd be doing like a fucking, um, what's his face? Um, what's his name? The the, the diver. Tom the, Daly. Oh, yeah. Doing man. like 16 backflips trying to get into the water. <laughs> Triple sound. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just to get away. <laughs> so people who heard the explosion, the initial one, because there was a series of blasts, that it was more like a, a rolling rumble than like an all-out. <laughs> that, that's probably even worse. Like so, a, it's like a constant, yeah. Like that. Yeah, I, I think I'd rather I'd rather hear a quick bang than, than a, a, a constant rise of like... Noise, which what isn't stopping. Well, you're in luck because you're going to hear bangs. <laughs> oh, right, okay. A lot of them as well. Yeah. So in that initial gas explosion, like you said before about the heat-resistant panels, they couldn't take pressure. One of them was blown off and yeah. off a firewall and hit another gas pipe, which exploded. Because if you look at the pictures of it, it's like a maze of pipes and you know what I mean. Mm. And this, obviously, the pipes are meant to hold pressure, but they're not meant to hold people fu- like. Firewalls hitting yeah, 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 them at yeah. God knows yeah. how much speed. Debris hitting them, yeah, and yeah, fucking yeah. them up completely. Then, yeah, yeah. So it ruptured another pipe that blew up. Now, at that moment, crew members who were under the wi- under the rig working said that they saw like a huge blue flame roll across the bottom, like just rumble out. And obviously, blues is gas. Yeah. yeah. Immediately, everybody was like, "Fuck, we got a problem." <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah, yeah, we got a big problem now. Two guys, because the system, the water system didn't come on. Two lads suited up in fire gear and everything ran down to try and turn on the pumps. Yeah, but but they've already obviously been switched off. We had to manually yeah. turn them on, and they were never seen again. Because yeah. I mean, it escalated so it should have it should have burnt itself out. Yeah, they reckon, but. Um, the tartan and the claymore rigs were still pumping crude oil and gas. So it was just it was basically like an engine, wasn't it? It was yeah. like they were, the, the other the other rigs were like the engine pumping oil into it and yeah. going, "Come on, keep yeah. going, keep yeah. burning." Yeah. So what we'll do, I reckon, have a, a drink now. Yeah. When we come back, we'll get into like how this thing went from being bad to, to being a shit bomb, a complete clusterfuck. Yeah.
explosion taking place. Like I say, watch Fire in the Night. Okay. It's pretty difficult to watch, in all fairness, because it's like... Is it like a, uh, a movie, or is it like a documentary? Documentary. So it's all genuine, real stuff on it, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not it, like Tom Cruise like being blasted oh, no. across the room and going, fuck me, that was hot. Yeah, going, <laughs> I'm the only fun. survivor. Yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? As always, as he always is. You know no, what I mean? No, this is this is speaking to the lads, where you know, who are on there. it. Uh, it's speaking to the rescue boats. They use all the footage from it, and um, it's hard to watch. They're, so, they're visibly shocked. It's mm. like they're still shaking and like having to stop and say, "Can we take a break out of the filming?" Like crying and stuff. Like thirty, nearly thirty years now. Thirty years later, actually. Yeah. It's fucking mate. It's it's that bad. Mm. So the first explosion was at ten o'clock at night. Ten o two. Two minutes later. This is why I think the alarm. First, first explosion at ten. Next one. The next fuck up is at two minutes later. Well, the pipes from the Claymore rig, which was supplying oil and gas to the Piper Alpha, they melted and ruptured. Now, they reckon that it was blasting somewhere between 50 and 30 tonnes of liquid gas and, in- and oil into the middle of the rig per second. What? At 120 bar. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> which is... Do not have a cigarette in there. Mate, it's too late for that. <laughs> 120 bar in PSI, that's 1,740 PSI. Think of your car tyre. You'd probably die virtually instantly, wouldn't you, from that? Well, if you were in the area where that's been pumped into, which you obviously won't be, but because it's ruptured, it's going into somewhere else. It's just going to fuck you once. It's just going to kill you if if you're in a building. Yeah, straight away. Well, it was pushing everything because like, if you didn't got open pipe with 120 bar, you know, like when you turn a hose pipe on, it put like on the, on yeah, the yeah. high pressure one, it pushes your hand back. Yeah. Imagine what it on a, a pipe, what it's doing on 120 bar. Yeah. When that happened, when it blew, it was over. They they'd lost the rig. There was <laughs> yeah, it was game over. There was nothing they could do. Uh, the flames from the second explosion engulfed the entire platform. I mean, all of the platform because it was captured on film. Yeah, it's amazing to think that anyone even survived it. Uh, anybody who was on the deck would have either been blown off into the ocean yeah. or just... You just know, obliterated completely. Incinerated guy. The videos are... It's, I mean, it, <laughs> the sound is... You know, like a blowtorch. Mm. Like the lad said, it's like a million times louder than that. But you can hear it. Flames aren't just rolling out nicely like an explosion. No. They're going fucking... Yeah, yeah. They're, they're it's like, yeah. It's like a map gas gun to your face, but like... 400 million times bigger connected (laughs) to an oil field you know what I mean and and, and it happened at night so the footage you can see how intense it is because it's it's really vivid you've got Mm. a black you know backdrop of the sky and then these fucking colossal explosions yeah so after that that blast that second blast which happened pretty quick a rescue boat called the silver pit was launched it's only it's only like a little small thing i think it's got like a six or eight man crew as the boat got nearer the rig they saw crew members running down to the lowest level in like normal non boiler suit non firefighting equipment just their normal getting out of bed clothes Mm -hmm. and they, they thought what the fuck there's something proper next level going down here because they're not even suited and booted they're just getting the they're f- just yeah they're just terror yeah you know what I mean yeah it's not like a, f- a fireman when the alarm goes off they go right get your gear on and we go just like we ain't got time for that nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you gotta now. yeah yeah all the all the Piper Alpha's lifeboats were completely destroyed because mm. a lot of them were inflatable yeah. yeah, that's a great idea when you've got a massive fire <laughs> and heat. Yeah. It's I've instantly deflated. Here's your boat. Here's, you might as well just sit on a fucking jumper in the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there were some divers, obviously, that were working. Those that were suited and booted on deck, they just, like, threw ropes over the edge with, like, knots in and just lowered themselves into the water and went, see ya. Yeah. And, like, those that saw them doing that were, like, we're, we're following them. They were, like, people just 
jumping and baying out. Mm. They left ropes in place, obviously, so anybody that wanted to. In fact, every single person that got off that burning rig got off on their own. Not a single rescue like boat. Couldn't get close. Could it's basically, you've got to try and get out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Through heat and whatever. Just, just work your way out because we can't get close. I think that's why there's only a, a comparatively small amount of the crew survived. Because it's like jumping off, an oil, they, they were waiting for rescue, but jumping off a burning oil rig into the North Sea at night. Yeah, from a, like, like hundreds of degrees down to probably like one degrees in the water and being soaked and then basically swing you got about two minutes before hypothermia kicks in yeah through like oil probably and fucking yeah. all sorts of shit in the water which is on fire as well yeah 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 yeah. and you can't breathe most likely i think a lot of them were thinking and you probably have to swim like a mile <laughs> to, to get away from everything so and the rest mate so, seriously so, yeah, yeah it's, it's like um it's like iron man but extreme <laughs> <laughs> shit. iron man oil man oil man yeah i don't think they realized it was as bad as it was if they did they would have got off it was just the lads, I think, who saw it for what it was or yeah, were trapped by fire, just bailed. Well, they're not on the outside. They can't see it, can they? You know what I mean? So they just see what's happening around them rather than, like, if we were on a fishing boat, for instance, a mile away, we'd go, fuck! Yeah. Wouldn't we? Yeah, you'd you know be going, I mean? oh, my God. Yeah, that's fucking help colossal. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, th- like you say, they might not have seen it because they were in the situation. Yeah. They ain't got time to go, shit, that's big. It's exactly. more like shit, you need to get out of here. Yeah. So it's mad, isn't it? Now, survivors that said that if you look at like past mega disasters, mm. that the majority of people survive because they get themselves, they recognise the situation they're in, and that no one's coming to help you. Yeah, you got to get the fuck, got to save yourself. Yeah, yeah. So if you're in a situation where they say, "Just wait by muster point B," yeah, yeah, and it's, everything's on and fire it, yeah. around you, don't wait by muster point the, B. Yeah, you just know it's not. Yeah, get the fuck it's out. Happening. Especially when they always, well, they say, especially with, the health, with safety and stuff, you have safety helicopters and boats, and they go, it's too dangerous to actually save you. Yeah. So when it, when everything's on fire around you, they're not coming to help you. No, they're not. I mean, Even we'll, in the eighties. Well, we'll get into why they couldn't in this. It, it it gets so mad. It's so crazy. It's I mean, like the Faroff, the the boat we mentioned earlier, the one that had water cannons. Um, were, were their pumps offline as well? Well, what happened was, <laughs> it, it was they were blasting water out at yeah. the rig. And the wall, the flames were so well, not the flames, the heat, the radiant heat coming off the oil rig was starting to get so hot, the water was vaporizing before. before it, yeah, yeah. And also, th- they were demanding so much power because the, the Tharos captain was like, put everything on the max level. power, this one, yeah. They were, they were suffering electrical failures. It was going, boom, shutting down because the, the, the pumps were demanding get, yeah. so much. So overheating and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's just like, but the boats were just trying to get as many guys out of the water as possible. That's all it. That's all they could do, really. There was there was nothing else they could do. At about twenty past ten, another so it's like twenty minutes after the blast, another high pressure gas line which connected to the tartan rig, that fucking blew as well. And the explosion on that was so big, it's so big. It's like a cacophony of just bigger explosions. You gotta watch. You gotta watch it, mate. If you fire in the night, just get it's. I'm gonna, I'm gonna type it in now on my notes so I don't, so I don't forget it. It's just like a giant high-pressure ball of orange and red fire roaring out. Now, the lads on the rescue boat over 100 metres away got burnt from the radiant heat. Shit was starting to melt at that distance. And it's like, what's really tragic is, according to the drill instructions, in the event of a fire, the crew, everybody, was supposed to head to the canteen, like we said, like a muster point, and await rescue. Yeah. Now they so they did. They did what they were told, and they were grouping up. I think it's like a four-story tall accommodation block with a canteen underneath it. It was underneath the heli deck. 
So that's where everybody was heading to. And they had no idea how bad this shit was. So they got to the canteen and they just sat there and they waited. They waited for rescue guys to come up and knock on the door and go, come on, off you get. Oh, no. Meanwhile, the fire's getting progressively worse. The boats couldn't even get near the rig to help them. But some of the lads in the canteen were like, fuck it. We're going. Yeah. I'm, I'm, look at this man. Yeah, from what I can see, nothing. It's just going to get worse. Yeah. Boat or no boat, we're getting in the. I north think too. sometimes, okay, you got health and safety and all that, right? But I think to go with health and safety itself, you, you got to use common sense. So, for instance, you know, you shouldn't be told when you've got a chop saw, right? You're going to chop your fingers off. You know what I mean? If you put your hand there, it's yeah, pretty it obvious. It's pretty obvious, though, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, you can get an accident, you get dragged in or whatever. But if if there's a fire in a building and, you know, like in a room, you can go, right, okay, if there's a fire, there's a waiting point there. And you go, right, it's in there. The waiting point's the other way. Okay, I'll do it. But yeah. when it's all around you yeah, and the waiting point, even if the waiting point's fine, you go, then no one's going to get me. Well, the thing is, they're in the North Sea. Yeah, exactly. They're in the middle, like, no, well, not middle of nowhere. Well, they but are. They're in, they are, middle of the, well, not middle of the sea, but the, in the sea, but a couple of miles out. Definitely. It's kind of like, is the fire under control or is it out of control? Well, yeah. it's out of control. Well, then if it's out of control, you, it's not going to stop. No. You've, you've, yeah, otherwise, you, you've got to get off, otherwise you're going to burn to a crisp, basically. It's, but the prospect of jumping into the North Sea at night is fucking terrifying. Mm. That's, I mean, what? it's less of two evil, isn't it? Well, uh, do you do burn do? to death or do you have a, basically you have a chance of getting hypothermia and dying? And that is exactly what it appears to have happened. The ones that chose to jump in survived. So at 10.50, yeah. the gas line from the NCP01 platform ruptured inside the Piper Alpha. And that released, they reckon, millions of cubic feet of gas. Millions of cubic feet of gas at mad high pressure straight into the centre of the rig where... Obviously, it's at its hottest because the pipes melt. The heat was so intense when that happened. Boats had to just get the fuck out of Dodge and just get away from yeah. it. Because at that point, the the holes on the boats are starting to the uh, the paint was blistering, mm. it was basically boiling up. And yeah, even from a couple of hundred meters, like the yeah. people were saying, it's unbearable from two hundred meters. You know, like a bonfire when it gets too hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, keep, you just have to sit back or You're move like, a bit further back. Yeah, imagine that. Two hundred meters. Yeah, exactly. Think of a bonfire, right? And you have a quite a, an well a bigish size one, but not massive. You still have to stand when it gets hot, like a good uh, three four meters away. Yeah. So imagine what it is when it's times by about four hundred, five hundred, thousand, million. Yeah, million. You know what I mean? It's Thirty ton of crude oil. Yeah, it'd be a fucking a mile away, and you still feel it, wouldn't you? They were, mate. Because when this happened, like they the boats were pulling away because it was starting to melt even at two hundred meters. Yeah. The lads were seen jumping off the top of the rig at this point, and it like two hundred foot drops. Yeah, with no idea what was below them. Yeah, they could land on a piece of wood or yeah. land on well, not wood metal. You could bounce or off yeah, the yeah. rig. Yeah, yeah, because it had safety netting yeah, around yeah. it to stop like accidental, you know, people slipping off or whatever. Yeah, um, you know, it's just people just bailing out. It was just like fuck, get off. And you can see at this point. After all the other um, supply lines uh-huh. to the piper. When Imagine how shit that netting would be if it was at an angle. You jump down, it just rolls you into the middle of it. Oh, no! It did. Fucking they had to like run and they have to be like committed. But at this point, after the uh, this final... Well, I don't know if it's the final explosion, but after the, all the um, supply lines had ruptured coming into the piper alpha, the ocean started to boil around the base of the rig. You can see water vapour. It looks like mist forming, like fog underneath yeah. it. 
luckily the weather was actually really good that day so there wasn't any particularly rough seas or winds so you can see like this mist forming around the, to, yeah. and it r- it's rushing up like clouds just rushing up into the flames is it you know what i mean i wonder what the wildlife in the ocean thought yeah, the like the fish, going fish going, fuck me. Yeah, the humans, you stupid monkeys. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck's happened there? What the hell have you done? You started a second sun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, an underwater sun. Yeah. One fella who jumped off the top of the rig said that the uh, metal grill, because they were going up to the heli deck, because mm. that's where obviously the helicopter landed, he said the metal grills under his feet were so hot, it was like a bar, standing on a barbecue grill, they were melting their boots, said it was feeling squidgy. Oh. And it, you know what I mean? Boots melting through the floor. Yeah, you gotta act get out. quick. Yeah, you don't don't stand around waiting. When it's, when you get to that level, fucking hell. See ya. Two hundred foot. Two hundred. Tom, Tom Daly. Tom Daly. That's yeah. what you gotta do. Without knowing what was below him, two hundred foot drop. Uh, he suffered. This one fella suffered crazy burns down the back of his body when they got him to the hospital. Um, but he didn't fall through any fire. What it was was the radiant heat, heat yeah. off the metal that was just getting insane hot. Just it just burnt, burnt the skin off his back. You know what I mean? No physical contact with flames, but yet it pretty much seemed Burnt, like, yeah. mate. Crew members were jumping and were seen hitting like gantries and stuff. They were just, you know, it's like a. It's just like <laughs> you say, every man for himself at that yeah. point, isn't it? No the one's saving you. Every man for himself. I'm sorry, we got to go. You can't even get close. Yeah. The boats. You hear them saying we've got to move away from the rig. It's just too unstable. And there's blokes on there, man. Yeah. They're like, we just can't get. We can't. What do you want us to do? Can't. Plastic safety ha- helmets. You know, like the safety hats you wear. They were melting on lads' heads whilst they were bobbing around in the water. And, and those on board, the ones that got off, were saying that they were like going up to fish tanks. I like just dousing towels in them. I like wrapping them around. And uh, they were also getting like, pretty in like mad desperation. Tomatoes and just smashing tomatoes on themselves, on the skin, on the head, trying to s- stop the burns and everything. You know what I mean? To do that, the, the, just the radiant heat inside was getting the atmospheric temperature was getting so fucking hot. They were putting tomatoes on themselves, <laughs> just trying to keep themselves cool. And it's crazy. It's mad. The radio mayday calls. You can hear the crews like screaming for help, and they're saying, "Look, we we." We're abandoning the rig. We are on fire. We've got to jump out. They were mm. literally saying we're on fire. Yeah, yeah. The energy released was staggering because all 24 oil wells blew up one by one because they couldn't do anything. Yeah. It was just... It's ba- yeah, it's like a nuclear um, reactor, in it? Yeah. If it's fucked, it's just going to it's just gonna carry on. There's nothing you can do. No. It's just... It, you've released a it, demon. Yeah. It's just... It's <laughs> yeah, over. That's it, yeah. 200 metre high flames that's on top of the rig that was 200 metres like mad blowtorches like I say the sound is crazy now during the um, the one and a half hour sort of major series of explosions over 100 gigawatts of energy was released doesn't I mean what's that that's the equivalent to three times the rate of the UK's total energy consumption straight into the heart of a rig where geezers are standing fuck that's mad isn't it Melting solid steel. Of course it would. That's, that's, that's bad, that is. Every, that is insane. Everything was blowing. All gas lines. Every, it was just... It's, a ga- it's game over, it's isn't dead. it? It's, it's, it's a mayhem. It's a complete game over there. Yeah. Everything's just going to go kapowie. Yeah. And then um, everyone dies. The fucking metal's catching fire. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And you got to remember, if you look at the pictures, it looks like a giant... It's all on fire, but it's made of metal mm. and fire retardant material. And still, so don't, yeah. All the flames that you can see are coming from fuel, pure crude oil and gas just blasting into it. And obviously, there's a number of small explosions. Like, there were like bombs constantly going boom, boom, boom. 
you can hear them going off like tanks or whatever but there was a number of enormous like really really big ones i think it was the third explosion it blasted some like it was like debris was seen falling into the water 800 meters away from the rig yeah. and boats one and a half kilometers away could feel the heat mm. they were just going one and a half kilometers they're like having to back away and yet the rescue boats are still trying to get underneath it there was a boat called the St. Fergus, and it was launched from the MCP-01 platform. It was destroyed in that blast as it was trying to get away from the Piper Alpha. It's really, really sad because it killed two of the three rescue crew and six men that had just got off the Piper Alpha. Oh, wow. It blew them to pieces, mate. People were atomized. Didn't surprise me. Gone. I mean, if there's that much fucking power and shit going through it all the time, it doesn't surprise me that people are getting atomized. It's just, you know, that's why I said it's amazing that only 30 people unaccounted for yeah because these these you know they said even speaking was out of out of the question on boats 100 meters away that it was that loud they were having to do hand gestures yeah so it was just <laughs> roaring and some of the photos of the rescue boats are insane especially in that uh, documentary because they went right under the rig because the lads that were jumping off were they weren't landing 500 meters away they were landing at the bottom yeah, yeah, of, of course, the rig yeah. they were probably landing like seven meters away from it not even that yeah 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 and like the they went underneath the platform mm. to get blokes and, and it was melting above them. You can see fog. the rig melting and they're in what looks like fog, but it's not fog. It's just S- boiling seawater. Yeah. And you can you can see the mist. It's like getting, like I say, it's getting sucked up into the flames. And this one particular boat got stuck on some mangled up rigging that had just melted and collapsed. And the, the boat was snared and they couldn't get away. And the rest was on board were saying, we might have to just bail out of this boat. We might have to leave the rescue boat yep, and, and go, swim. Yeah. Because it was, you know what I mean? It was just, <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's, it's <sighs> I don't, I, you don't know what to say to stuff like that, you know what I mean? Imagine if you've just been saved as well and put on that boat and they go, oh, we're stuck, we, we're going to have to get back in the water. Whoa! Yeah, I've already got mad third yeah. degree burns, you know what I mean? You're having a laugh, aren't you? Gary! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sort that out, Gary. <laughs> even um, even the lads in the water said it was it was too hot to stay at the surface because you you're going to get killed. They were dis- the way they describe surviving is even in the water when they're off the rig is terrifying. So they'd jump off, fall two hundred feet, plunge deep deep down, be desperate to swim to the surface. They'd put they come up, poke their heads out, and realize it's hotter than the nope. sun. Yeah, yeah. So you got to grab a mad fucking lungful of air, swim down back under the ocean, and then try and swim away from the rig until you're desperate to pop up for air again. Pop up, grab air, duck back down, and keep going. You know what I mean? There was one guy called um, uh, Rory Carey, and we got one of his his account of what actually happened later on. He was badly burnt, like proper, like even with hard hats, people were just getting incinerated. And there was a guy called Charles Haffey, and he was on a rescue boat. Uh, approaching the rig, just trying to pick guys out of the water and those that were jumping. He said that his boat was saved from being boiled by the overwhelming heat by the Tharos. So the crew of the Tharos with the water cannons, instead of shooting it at the flames, because they knew that it was, it was fucking over, yeah, yeah. they were blasting the rescue boats. Right, okay. Just get, yeah. Try and keep the atmosphere around them cool and stop them from So they bursting. can carry on doing what they're doing. I know, mate. You know what I mean? Just stop them from bursting into flames. You're a boat in the ocean. You're not touching anything, but you're about to burst into flames. You know what I mean? At 10 to 12, 11.50, the steel on the rig was getting so hot, it began to lose its strength and was bending under its own weight. Welds were physically starting to let go. And it began falling apart. 
still with pretty much all of the lads still on board. Mm -hmm. The platform listed to one side started dropping and modules started sliding off and falling into the sea. And the people were saying that at the base of the rig, they were clinging onto sort of thick, six foot wide, thick metal supports, you know, like giant columns. They were being shaken about like plastic and they were getting so hot, these six foot wide columns, that they had to let go of them. Think of the energy. To heat those up because they're stupidly massively big, aren't they? So skyscraper supports, yeah, in water, and you had to let go of them. You know what I mean? And it's just it's madness. At this point, though, when it was the welds were going, the canteen still had eighty men inside. I thought you were saying they still had eighty sausage rolls. <laughs> yeah, they'd all gone, mate. <laughs> They've been put down, put on your face. <laughs> Desperate man. They were doing what they were told, waiting for someone to come. I don't think they knew. They just thought, do what we're told, yeah, and wait, and they haven't seen the full extent of it all. I don't know, but it's horrific what happened, because as the rig was breaking up and was listing to one side, the whole canteen and accommodation block slid off the platform and sank to the bottom of the North Sea, had 80 guys on board, they're just nothing, you know. Gone. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they were alive, I hope they, I don't know what's worse, that death or, or... or burning, I'm not sure. I don't know. It's, it's pretty much of a shit bomb anyway. No matter what situation you're in, mm-hmm. it's awful, fucking awful. And people saw it happening. They're like, "Oh my god!" You see things block. like this. You see things like this, don't you? You know what I mean on telly, like, and there's, well, you can do 9/11. You you know you know once the second plane, it was it's obviously planned. Uh, but then there's nothing you can do except for just wait for it to finish doing what it's doing. And it just so happened with the towers, they went down. You can get mm. away from it, go away from it. You know what I mean? Mm. So cranes started falling into the sea. Massive parts of the, of the rigs infrastructure were just dropping off. Crew members that were still in the water um, had to try and get away by themselves because the rescue boats were either too hot or it was too dangerous for them to get in. And at this point, the photographic evidence, stuff that they took, was completely useless because all you can see is just... Yeah. You know, Fire belching out everywhere. Just looks like nuclear bombs are going off in the ocean. Was we do it's, and it's it just keep going as well because it's like all gas and oil. It's mm. just going to constantly carry on until they stop pumping shit to it. Three weeks it took to put the fires out. Three weeks or burn their own fuel out. You know what I mean? It's in water and it, you know, sitting there, and it took three weeks to stop. Three weeks. All that caused by a bit of paperwork. It's crazy, isn't it? You know what I mean? Some we got some accounts from sur- some survivors, and we'll just go through these. Um, obviously, if you want to hear them say, give their accounts, go and f- go and track them down because they're going to do more better just than I can. So Billy Clayton, he was a scaffolder. He said, "I, w- I was I walked across the he- the heli deck trying to work out what to do, and there was this fella just staring. I said, "You can't stand there, mate. You got to try and get off." He just looked at us and said nothing. I walked away into the smoke and never saw him again. I was down on my knees. I was just thinking, I need to get a rest. I was speaking to my wife in my head, and I said, I'm not going to get stuck on here. I'm going to get off. I was trying to think of what to do next, so I just stepped off the heli deck and into the water. So he's just like, well, there's nothing else to do. Yeah, just bail. Bail? 200 foot. <laughs> just bail. You know what I mean? That's like, that's suicidal. That's crazy. It's but freaky, isn't it? Uh, a flight officer called Mike Jennings, um, he said that he'd been walking around the rig for for about an hour trying to figure out how to get off. 
and he was quite fatalistic by that time. He said, the platform was beginning to break up. I could hear the gratings breaking. The noise was an eerie cracking and grinding as if the welding was melting. Mm. Supports gave way and the area we were standing on actually tilted. Everybody just shook hands and was saying, well, this is the end. I thought, we've got to do something. We've got to keep trying. We've got to try and get away from this. I came out of the tool store, and that's when I could see clean air. So I'm guessing he's just seen like a... Like a gap in, yeah. Because the smoke was so bad, they couldn't see anything. He said, I could see this guy um, at the end of the pipes because the crane operator had dropped some pipes on the deck and they sort of creating a, a walkway. So I don't know whether we did that on purpose. The crane operator. Skills, if you did. Yeah. yeah, just leave you to it. So I'm guessing the pipes are like that, jutting over the edge. Yeah, yeah. So you can get to the edge. He said, I saw a guy jump off uh, into the sea, and I thought, I'm going the same way. That's where I'll go. He said, the deck was very hot. It was very hot to the touch. I could feel it through my, feel, my feet, and it was melting. I had my life jacket on. I had my survival suit on, and I stood at the edge looking down. I couldn't see if there were any obstructions. I put one hand across my life jacket and the other over my nose to stop water going too far up. And then I went to jump. As I was doing that, somebody from behind said his feet were on fire and pushed me off the rig. <laughs> oh, I know. It's mad, isn't yeah. it? If it's yeah, just yeah. bursting into flames, that's how late like they waited. Yeah, yeah. The feet were bursting into flames as they were jumping off because the floor was melting. He said, I went in head over heels. And I remember thinking... Uh, I'm getting away from the flames, so I'm going to break my neck hitting the water now. It's 200 foot. Mm. It's not a fucking diving yeah, yeah, board. Yeah, exactly. You, you may as well... It's like jumping onto concrete nearly. Yeah, if you get it wrong, it is, yeah. Mm. Just curling a ball, I guess. I don't know. So no, like, I think you've got to be straight as you can, on your feet you? first, I imagine. Fuck knows. Fuck knows. But um, he, he just... He said he doesn't... He said, I don't remember hitting the water, but I came up on my back, obviously, just the way he came back up, marvelling at how warm the water was. Fucking hell. So it's just <laughs> that was the first thing he thought of when he hit the water as well. Then, well, well, when he was coming up, he was like, "Fuck me, it's hot." Yeah, yeah. Because um, uh, if you look at the f- footage, there's a there's a clearly a wind. I don't know what direction it is. It's because the smoke and the flames are coming off the one yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. whether they jumped off the other side, whether the, you know the water was slightly cooler there. But man, water was warm, boiling. It's yeah. nuts, isn't it? Roy Carey, he was an instrument technician. He said. Um, I started to. This is an initially after the, the the first explosion. He said I was starting to make my way to life to the lifeboats because he didn't know they were gone at that point. Mm. I met two guys from the control room with gas masks on, and they said to me, "No go, Roy. The pumps have been blasted to pieces after the initial explosion. They've also taken out the lifeboats. Uh, we saw divers had gone in through knotted rope, and we followed them. I had a life jo- jacket on at the time. I took it off. I don't know why I did, but at this moment there was a massive explosion." I didn't know what was below me. I just knew that I had to get out the flames. Mm. Most of the lads I was standing with on that deck didn't make it. There was three dead that I know of. You wonder why people jump out of a 30 or 40-story window when there's fire at their back. I know why, because I jumped as, as well. I was very lucky to survive. When I hit the sea, I went very deep, but you could still see the flames that were lighting up the surface. So I started swimming up. I was struggling for breath. I didn't think I was going to make it. I hit the surface, I looked up, and it was like I was under a grill. There's no other way to describe it. The top of my head started to cook. And, mate, he means it. Yeah, yeah. If you look at the interviews with him, his top of his head melted. Mm. It, it did. It's, uh, it's outrageous. He said steam was rising off the water. I was in a really bad way. I thought I'm either going to burn to death or drown. So he's underneath it, just going, yeah. well, up there, it's a 1,000 like, degrees. It's like an oven, isn't it? Yeah. And below is... It's, well, like it's like he's getting poached. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but it is, though. I don't mean that in a, a nasty way or boiled. It's like he's getting yeah, poached, yeah. He, so he said, um, I plunged myself under the water and I swam down. I thought maybe I was going under the surface for the last time. I got an image of my daughter. I promised to give her the same sort of wedding as I'd given my older daughter. And this sort of clicked with me. And I said, I've got to survive this. I had to push through those barriers to make it happen. When I hit the surface again, I was away from the rig and the currents were dragging me away. I saw a body. Oh, lucky in yeah. a way then. That was helping him. Yeah, imagine if... The, uh, maybe thinking... Dragging imagine, you back in. Could you imagine that? What the fuck? He may, um, yeah. <sighs> I know, he saw a body actually uh, who had a life jacket on because he hadn't... He took his off yeah. before and then he got blown off the fucking rig. Uh, so he, he actually used a corpse to sort of give him stability. Yeah, he, yeah. he says it gave... You know, he didn't roll the person over because he didn't no. want to see who it was. Uh, and he, he said... By he, that you point, know, it doesn't matter, does it? Do you know what I mean? You've got to do what you've got to do. Yeah, I don't think you're going to go, oh shit, that's a dead person. You're just going to go, that's buoyancy and that's going to help me. Yeah, I mean, at I least... It sounds it rough, but that's the way it is, I'm guessing, when the whole world's on fire, literally. Yeah, well, y- use me as a life va- va- uh, life rast- rast- if you see me dead, yeah, <laughs> by yeah. all means, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. The skin burns that some of the people had were, as you could imagine, horrendous. Um, the lads were being lifted out of the, out of the boat, off, out of the ocean into boats, and the, um, the crew said it was like meat was coming off them, just oh. literally falling apart. Um, one guy said, if you look, there was a lad that had his arm looked like a mirror image of itself because his skin had come off, was hanging off by his fingertips. Oh, it's just the radiant heat, you know what I mean? Mm. And our investigations obviously were hard because the there was n- not much left of it, um, I imagine. Yeah. And yeah, there was nobody to really speak about what had mm. happened. But the ones that survived gave vital information regarding the permits and, and the, the noises and all that as well, and what they can judge from that. Yeah, yeah, and that they came to the conclusion that it was the um, this you know changing of that safety release valve and not following what the permit said it, in yeah, itself. Yeah. It wasn't dangerous, but not following what the paperwork said. Yeah. Fucked it up completely for everyone. It was fucking fatal, yeah. Uh, and they also tested the firewalls, and that's when they figured out that they couldn't take pressure waves, but they could take the heat. Um, and management from the Tartan rig and the Claymore continued to pump oil and gas into the heart of that rig for about an hour, even though it was on fire. The reason being is they weren't told by management to stop. So they just carried on pumping fuel and shit into it? Yeah. Even though they... Would have known by that point it was... They would have known pretty fucking quick. Yeah, exactly. But you'd think you'd just automatically do it. You'd ignore the managers going, fucking turn it all off. The reason they said it was financial, obviously. Oh, yeah. Wankers. It was um, several weeks to to restart the rig in in like a a shutdown like that. They shouldn't even be thinking about that. Shut the fuck off. Things on fire. Yeah. Turn it off. Yeah. People were on that. It didn't matter about money at that point. People were dead. Yeah. It's obvious. It's obvious that they're going to be dead as well, isn't it? You know what I mean? I think a bit of this is, is hindsight because this was like a cluster. It was like the perfect storm of how it can go wrong. So there was a, an inquiry, the Cullen inquiry. Mm. I think he did the David Kelly one as well. Yeah. And he um, he said, look, man, okay, we've learned we've learned from this. We need to safeguard ourselves and put procedures in place so this cannot happen again. And, and they did. Um Families from the crews that got killed, they were compensated. I think they, Occidental Petroleum gave them 180 million, which works out like a million a family, but fuck the money. It doesn't matter, does it? It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? You've lost someone. You know what I mean? Who should have been, well, should have been safe, but yeah, for their neg- negligence 
of paperwork and whatever it, people die. You know what I mean? Lots of people. Not yeah. Like, not like one person. Not like hundred and eighty odd people or three hundred people. Hundred and sixty-seven, I think it there was. Yeah. Only sixty-one people out of the two hundred and thirty thirty-five, I think it was, survived. So it's it's not it's not fucking clear. The loss of that platform. Um, Reduced the UK's oil production by ten percent alone. That's how productive it was. Yeah, so it's, it's a major one. And the amount of energy, like we said before, three times the rate of the ink of what the UK pumped into it. Pumped into a rig. <laughs> and the geezers standing in there, man. They were waiting in a in a canteen, waiting to be rescued. Getting gassed to fuck. Just fuck. I just hope that it was quick for them. I hope I they hope didn't. So. Sur- like, I hope they weren't alive when they went into the water. Yeah. If it was just so bad. Uh, well, I don't know, man. It's unbelievable, isn't it? It's mad how it can get out of hand. Yeah, it's, 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 it's thing is, it's things like that big, it's... <laughs> if they followed their, like you say, the paperwork and stuff, it would have been fine because the pressure valves would have been on, it would have probably just gone, rip, click, bang, bang, sort, sorted, bang. You know yeah. what I mean? But because of that, it just... it The pressure got so big so quickly and it's a shit bomb then because everything just explodes from the pressure and, mm-hmm. and then everyone just starts to die and melt. And then, yeah, and the fact that the retrofitted, you know, gas compression module was under the control the, room, which uh, rendered that useless, so they couldn't tell the lads. And the other pumps weren't the on. Rig. Yeah, the water pumps weren't on. Cause and the fu- and the um, pumps for the um, uh, the water for yeah. fire things yeah. weren't on, so they didn't have anything to try and cool it down a bit. Like I don't think it would have done much, but it might have cooled it down. It would have helped bit. the lads get off the rig. Yeah. We wouldn't have put the fire out. There's no, no way about no that. No way, yeah. W- that's why the Tharos cannons were there. They were to stop it from melting. Mm. They weren't to stop put the fire out. But if that fire suppression system would come on, if lads were putting, smashing tomatoes on their heads and dipping, you know, towels in fish tanks, wrapping themselves around, the radiant heat was so high, sprinklers would have helped. Mm. M- maybe more lads could have got out. Maybe there would have. Maybe there were fires that weren't, you know, there were incidental secondary fires that weren't, being fed directly from fuel they might have been fed by furniture that was stopping people from getting out maybe if the sprinklers were on they would have been put out you know there's lots of ifs and buts and we'll never know but it's crazy nuts isn't it it is it's it's a bit of disaster porn it is disaster porn isn't it that's a big big disaster porn that one yeah man there's a number of crazy industrial accidents that have occurred because obviously looking at this so there's a few of them that we'll we'll look at over Crane ones are good ones. Crane. Crane, crane disasters. disasters. <laughs> I've seen a few online. <laughs> yeah. yeah some problem some is it doesn't kill like, like 160 people. <laughs> that like is the one. problem, isn't it? You yeah. do want more deaths. <laughs> yeah. You do if you want like, disaster porn anyway. <laughs> yeah, disaster porn. That's it. Yeah, man. So you can contact us or us two. Us two or whatever you want to see. The Royal We. You can contact us. Contact us. We. We. What? I don't even know what I'm saying now. At Robots for Eyes at gmail.com or .co.uk I still don't know for my I don't think it matters no I don't know I don't know they've figured it out by now so yeah, well, if it doesn't send to one it will send to the other put it that way yeah and you can get us just go on Google type, type in Robots Rise and it'll come up with all our social media Twitter Facebook Instagram blah de blah blah and probably other sort of um, areas where you can listen to us on and all that if you want to try a different thing platform wasn't yeah. it on there but yeah so cool yeah Wicked then, so we'll see you, or listen to you, or hear you, or sense you, or set fire to you. <laughs> set fire to you. Next week. See you later. <laughs>